You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production. Any successful business person knows that to thrive in your industry, you need to be practical and realistic. It's this principle that drove Peter Raleigh to pursue a career in construction. During his high school days, Peter wasn't too interested in becoming a doctor or a lawyer. Instead, he chose a more practical career in construction management. Through his studies at university, he was able to acquire the people skills needed to manage his clients and make him a successful businessman in the process. In this episode, Peter Raleigh takes us back to his high school days and explains why he chose to pursue a degree in construction. Peter, thank you very much for sitting down and having a chat. Let's cast your mind back to your high school days. You went to Xavier College, is that right? Uh, many moons ago, yes. Uh, Xavier College in Kew. How many moons ago? Uh, I finished there in 1984, so there you go. So you can do the maths. <laughs> I was born in 1984, so that's 37 years ago. <laughs> Tell me about your, your days back in the high school yard back then. Well, I started off in the junior school, which was at Costco Hall in, um, in Brighton back in the day. They had a prep school, which went from year five through to form two, it was called back in those days. And then you went to the senior school at Xavier College at, in Kew from um, year nine through to year 12. So... Um, all I remember about that was that it was probably a typical school back in those days, uh, a little bit different to these days, and it's still quite a renowned school. When you say typical school back in those days, what do you mean? I don't think kids really thought about it too much. They just went to school every day and came home, and it was pretty routine. Xavier was obviously it was a boys' school, very sport-focused. They're quite renowned for their football and cricket and so forth, so... You know, it was quite a challenge to get into a football team. Now, I think they had fo- 10 football teams going around. Was that your thing? Were you good at footy? I was okay. I wouldn't say I was the, the best footballer going around, but that was certainly what most people did. I think they're only down to five or six teams now, which is still good, but people play other sports there as well now. So, um, so yeah, look, generally I got on the tram. I got on the tram from Caulfield every day and went straight up Glenfrey Road to Xavier and did the school thing and came back every night. And I don't think you could actually catch a tram up Glenfrey Road now. It would take you too long to get there. What were some of the things that you were studying in class? What were some of the subjects? It was generally science-based stuff and some um, practical type stuff, you know, the maths, the English, a few sciences, physics and those sorts of things. And I don't think the variety of, of subjects was there in those days as it is now either. So I pretty much did the basic stuff that most people did in the different streams and then you could study as you came into the to year 11 and 12, you could study different things to go into whatever course you wanted to do after school, although it really wasn't a big priority back in those days. It was more about just basically getting your HSC or your your leaving certificate at that point. Were you a good student? I'd say I was okay. I wouldn't say I was the smartest kid in the in the block either. I was probably more practical than than academic, but you did all the things that you needed to do to, to get through. I, I certainly wasn't a, um, a five-star student by any means. Were there subjects you naturally excelled at though? I did a bit of accounting. I was okay at that and maths and English, but I really wasn't that good at any of them, to be honest. I was I was okay and uh, I got through got through high school and that was uh, that was it and went on to other things. That's really interesting that you say that because in our second episode, we're going to talk to you about your career and you've been very successful there. So you've obviously have a knack for building a business. Uh, so, but then you're saying in your education, you weren't particularly good. Where do you think that comes from, That the, your ability to be able to go on and then create a very successful business? I think a lot of it is around people skills and, and learning to manage people, not so much, you know, academic um, subjects in school. So they're, they're completely different things. 
think you'll talk about it a bit later on about soft skills and so forth. That's probably something that I'm better at than some of the some of the other stuff. And then once you leave school and it becomes about opportunity and how, how things pan out really. I mean, a lot of the stuff we could talk about high school and how you went to university and what happened after that. But a lot of it is basically you sort of do what you can that's in front of you and do the best you can at it and go from there. So um, and opportunities come and go and some you take and some you don't. Wrapping up high school then, how did you decide where you wanted to go as your next step? Was it university or was it a trade? What uh, uh, what interested you? I was sort of fortunate in that uh, my parents sent me to a, quite a good school at Xavier College, a private school back in those days, which wasn't cheap. And they saw the value of sending me there in that uh, gives you probably a better opportunity in those days to, I think more so to get networks and so forth, which it probably still is these days. And I really didn't have a clue what I wanted to do after I left school. I was relatively okay with putting things together if I needed to. And I wasn't really interested in a trade, but my parents sort of pushed me towards, you know, something construction based, which was just starting to come online in those days as, a, as an opportunity in the post-school era in, in university. So I actually went to RMIT, which wasn't a university at those, in those days. It was a tech school, effectively. They were running a, um, a construction. It was actually a Bachelor of Applied Science in building, it was called in those days. It's now a bachelor, still a Bachelor of Applied Science, but it's in construction management. So it's had a few changes on the way through, but that is still probably the prime or the major course that a lot of the graduates or the building construction related people um, people do and most people that I actually put on through my business have actually done that course. So in hindsight then if your parents are pushing you down a particular path do you think that they identified or noticed something within you that said yes Peter would be a good fit for that? Oh possibly look I don't think I ever had the marks to be a be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that so and Xavier actually had quite a percentage of guys that actually moved into those fields, but I was sort of never in that category. So it then came down to, you know, what you liked, what you thought you might like doing and, and what you didn't. So um, I got an opportunity back in those days. It really wasn't even, it was sort of score related, but it wasn't. I actually went, rang up the building department at RMIT and they just said, come in and have a chat. And I got, got into the course. So it actually wasn't even mark related in the end. It was sort of there was an opportunity. It's far different now to what, it, to what it was back then. So it's just as simple as that. You just called up and said, hey, I'm interested. Yeah, I said, well, I'm interested. I'm really interested. And I went and, had a, went and had a meeting with the guys in there and they said, um, and off we went from there. So what were they discussing with you in that meeting? What you like doing and, you know, what your motivation was to look at construction and, you know, how you could work your way through. Someone who wasn't really interested in it, what were you saying to them in order to convince them that to let you in? Oh, look, I wouldn't say I wasn't interested. I was just saying that I was more sort of, um, I was more of a practical person than a academic person, which, which is what they wanted to hear really, because in those days, that construction course was quite a practical course and it was renowned for being a practical course. You spent, of the four-year course in those days, you spent one year of it at work experience, effectively working for someone. That was the third year. And before that, the first couple of years was quite practical in respect to actual, the actual construction, how things were done, without actually doing things with your hands, it wasn't really, um, it wasn't a carpentry course or anything like that. So it was. So you started. Did you enter this degree confidently? Oh yeah, I think I was for the four year course. I think, I think there was about ninety kids that started it that that first year, 
And in the end, it was just me and my mate were the only ones that actually finished it in that four-year period. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of others finished it, but but they uh, they just didn't actually do it in the time frame. They all drifted off or found other things to do or whatever. So a lot of kids, as they do now, went went and had a gap year and, and buzzed off overseas for a year or two, and some came back and some didn't. So, yeah, it was sort of a different time, and um, I was quite I managed well to get the course done in the three years and picked up a work experience year as well with one of the big construction companies the tier ones as they were known in those still known these days uh, Lewis Constructions and um, went on a big project out at uh, Clayton for Telecom they kept me on for a scholarship for the last year of study and um, and I worked with them after I finished as well for a, a couple of years well we're going to talk about that in our next episode before we get there just talk me through what happened for you while studying what did you go in what areas we're touching on what were they teaching you um and you know how were they assessing you to to make it through to the next year and um, ultimately complete your degree it actually got quite academic they got a guy in from london or from england in the uh the last year of the course actually got quite academic which was a bit of a shock for everyone so because we actually had to do do some work and write some theses and all these sorts of things and um and actually uh look like we knew a bit so but the first couple of years there were actually Right, right, quite practical. And he actually did do like oral exams and and um, and written exams, uh, literally, sort of in person. So, um, but like subjects we did, like we did, we covered most of the most of the things like quantity surveying. There was quantity surveying is basically measurement for uh, takeoffs for for buildings, so that you can put the price together on them. That course was basically the same course for the first two years as well. So we had some QS guys in there as well. We did contract law, you know, construction law, programming. And just a lot of strategy stuff with respect to how how things go together. Yeah, it sort of went from there. I think it was probably the early days of when construction was actually starting to get quite a bit more professional than what it was in the past. Was there any group work or uh, group assignments that you had to complete? Yeah, yeah, we did a bit of that, a little bit of that, particularly in the last year with the, when it got a little bit, bit more academic. So that was... Um, you know, you did um, scenarios and literally built a building from the start to the finish. And we had to go out in, in the public and actually get some of those professionals to help us with those um, assignments towards the end. So how did that go? Did you just get in contact and say, well, we've got to do this, so help us out? Yeah, it was good. I think people, like, especially in that industry, it wasn't, um, they didn't have a lot of students back in those days. So it was sort of more, or something a little bit different and people were always happy to help. We got some good advice. A lot of the courses or tutes I remember at the end were, a lot of them were later in the day or at night time because um, they were more professionals that are actually working in the industry that were actually giving those tutes. So, you know, you're doing structures and um, so a bit of engineering type work as well. And then uh, we're in the early days of IT and computers, which was quite interesting when I think back now, trying to learn DOS systems and all those things, which, you know, kids would never, never even know what it was these days, but it's all, it's all in there. Looking back, would you do anything different about your education? Look, I think I was fortunate in that I got through at a time where, like most kids these days, are doing double degrees and all sorts of things just to get to the next stage, to get uh, their foot in front uh, from an employment point of view. So, no, I don't look. I don't think I'd do anything different. I think it was um, it was the right path for me at that point in time, and. Um, you know, I'm still in the industry, which I guess, it, which is um, testament to that course. And like I said, that course is is renowned as probably the the premier construction course, if not in Australia, certainly in Melbourne. Why do you think that is? Builders aren't builders these days anyway. Builders are construction managers. And really, you're, you're managing a process, you're managing people, you're managing putting buildings together, which is quite complex in itself. I just think um, it's a more of a practical course that's 
that's orientated towards that, and it's had it's always had that reputation. So it's always um, as a specialty course. It's actually been it's been very good for the industry. What advice would you give to a student coming through who wants to study that course? How can they prepare themselves to get into that? I think learn as much of it you can before you actually get there, so you understand that that's what you want to do. We put some grads through or some work experience kids through our business now just to say, well, you know, sit around the office for a couple of weeks and see what you think. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Because there's certainly people and, and friends that have their kids looking for something to do. They come in and have a look around to see if it's actually the career for them. So um, like I've said, they've got lots of opportunity for different careers these days. And even the academic score that you need for a construction management course now is a lot higher than it was as well, which is good and bad. But yeah, I think that course at RMIT has just been good for the industry. There's, you know, probably hundreds it's thousands of, of graduates that have come out of that course over the, over the years so, that are in the industry. You've got three children now who have uh, gone through high school and probably all completed university, I would say. What are some of the big changes you've seen in terms of their education compared to yours? I had um, three girls go through through school and two of them are, have finished their university courses and one's just finishing, oh, I've got another year to go. I think the schools now are much better at giving a broad-based education to the kids, certainly with the softer skills, with debating and all the you know, negotiating skills and actually talking to people is a lot more of a um, priority for them than, than what it used to be. So um, I sort of shake my head at when the girls came out of school, they can just stand up in front of 100 people, 200 people or 1,000 people and, and talk and keep talking. Like There was no way I ever got that sort of education when I was a kid to actually be able to do that. So. That's that's been fantastic, and they just come out as confident, confident kids these days. A lot of them, so that's that's a big difference. I think the way that um, the actual education, um, there's a lot more uh, emphasis on where do you want to be when you finish your VCE. So therefore, they sort of work backwards as to what subjects they want to do, and there's a lot a lot of different subjects now for so many different courses at university. Uh, if they want to go down the university path, you know, so there's just lots of lots more options, I think, than what there used to be a, a long time ago. It's like anything, isn't it? Every, everything's a lot more professional than what it was. Absolutely. Yeah, very true. Like I say, we do see students from time to time and they come in and, and talk to us about what they want to do career-wise. You know, we don't do it so much, but a lot of the construction firms do have career paths. The bigger firms, the tier one firms, have career paths with kids straight out of university and they put 20 or 30 or some of them put 40 kids on a year. So... You know, that's what some of the big companies do, um, not so much us. We, we might have one or two grads going through each year, but that's um, that's where we, we track with them. Peter, thank you very much for sharing your story of your high school and university education. Stay with us because we're going to talk to you in our next episode about your career. No worries, thank you. As Peter Raleigh explained, there are a lot of opportunities for students straight out of university, especially in construction. So, work out what you want to achieve in your career and seize the opportunities to learn and grow in your chosen field. And with hard work and good decision making, graduates can become successful in their career, just like Peter has in the construction industry. You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production.